him, I said, if you carry on, you will end up in McDonald's. That is what I'm saying. <laughs> Don't talk to me. Like, this is what I need to do. Audience members, you know she's serious <laughs> because the accent has arrived. Now, tuned in to the conversation for her, by her. This episode was recorded in the pod at White City Place. Hello, 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 and welcome back to The Conversation Podcast. My name is Zulika Lebeau. I'm an artist, a poet, and the very recent founder of The Blackbird, at The Blackbird London, for anyone who's interested in following us on Instagram. Um, So we have a very different setup today. So without further ado, let's jump into the introductions. Yeah, you can say that again. I'm really, really excited for this kind of new format that we're going to try out. And if this is your first time listening to the podcast, then what have you been doing with your life so far? But uh, (laughs) no judgment here. Go and have a listen to some of the other episodes that have been out already. There are loads and loads of other of the Women of Power girls who have been doing episodes and they've all got so many interesting opinions and stuff like that so definitely go and have a listen to those my name is b i'm a radio producer and a presenter and i'm so excited to get started excellent thanks b um my name is cheryl fergus ferrell i'm a presenter accountant and social activist from croydon you may have heard me on a few earlier episodes i hope you've missed me Mm -hmm. (laughs) be sure to follow us at women of power if you want to check me out on social media you can follow me at c fergus ferrell on twitter and facebook Hello, hello, I am Mona. I am currently trying to find myself because a couple of episodes ago I was a Mac makeup artist and now I am a funky teacher. I'm a supply teacher. Hey, hey. Teaching the youth. Good on you. (laughs) Teaching the youth, yeah. (laughs) Exactly. Yeah, that is me. (laughs) Youth, yeah. (laughs) Sound thrilled about it. (laughs) I'm one of them. I am the youth. (laughs) That's why you can reach the children. True. They can relate to the kids. They can relate to you. That is true. All right, so as we mentioned earlier, Earlier, we do have a different format. We will be picking questions that audience members have sent in out of this bowl and answering them for about 20 minutes. Yeah, answering, discussing, thinking, describing. So, shall we jump into it? Who yes. wants to pick out the bowl? Dun, dun, dun. I'll do it first. Yeah. yeah, we do have the option of extra time in case we really want to get into it. Pick a good one. Come on, Cheryl. I'm never good at these sort of things. Right, let's get it. <laughs> Here we go. Thanks, B. Okay. How can women overcome this seemingly inherent bitchy behaviour? I really hate to generalise, but that is how it comes across to me. I find it hard to form and maintain female relationships because I find women very cliquey and fake. Even at work, the women find me to be a bit too direct, and so I have a group of male work friends instead. Is this a nurtured debate? Is it just me that feels like this? How did we as women get to this point? Oh, right. Mm. I know. (laughs) For audience purposes, B is rubbing her hands with me. (laughs) Literally rubbing her hands over there. Did you want to start on this one then, B? Yeah, I'd like to start. Um, Now, I completely understand why this person might feel this way. Um, Because when you are raised, being told from every angle that women are bitchy and that 
women gossip and that women do this and women do that of course you're going to start seeing that in your everyday life and you're going to start thinking this is just how women is this is you're seeing people behave in a certain way and you're going to start thinking that that is just how they are inherently but i respectfully disagree uh, <laughs> i i i think it's a complete myth that women are inherently bitchy i think people can be bitchy people can be horrible but it's not a ca the case that men are like this and women are like this. Yeah. And mm. I do find it difficult when I hear women say, oh, I only have fe uh, male friends, I just can't get along with women. I find it really difficult to relate to them because I just think, okay, if you have just ended up with more male friends, nothing you can do about that, and that's a completely fine thing to have. Mm. But when people kind of make it seem like they've gone out of their way because they can't get along with women, I do often find myself thinking maybe that's more of a problem Maybe for yourself yeah. maybe yeah. that's something that you have to look into yourself for and go hang on why is it that so many people that I find it difficult to get along with women and more with men why is that the problem and why is it that I think that it's on them rather than on me and I think that's something that everyone can think about and can learn that actually very often we think other people are the problem and we don't want to look inside we ourselves we don't want to step back yeah. almost because wow. it can be horrible yeah. to look and go oh actually maybe I'm it's uncomfortable yeah. it's yeah. uncomfortable to do that but I think mm. it's so important that you do that um for example, when, you, when you're when you going for a job interview or something like that, in addition to obviously being able to do the technical stuff, they're also looking at your personality because they're thinking, how is this person going to fit into a team? If you present yourself in such a way or you start telling them stories about previous jobs where, oh, well, this person was bullying me or they hated me and I was so, you know, and, mm. and it may have been you've just been really, yeah. really unlucky. But it just kind of raises flags where yeah. you think the common denominator in all these stories is you. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe, Maybe you're putting yeah. out Completely. some negative energy in the yeah. world. You know, it's just, as Michael Jackson said, it's time to look at the man or woman in the mirror yeah. oh, and, uh, and, and have a look at yourselves there. Mm. It's yeah. true. I mean, I have I've had it both ways. Mm. So I've had it in a case of where I've just been bullied by women just horribly for whatever reason and I think that has a lot to do with sociali socialization and how women are kind of made to feel like they have to compete with each other yeah so I don't know if it's necessarily that women are bitchier or that women are told that they need to be bitchier in order, in order yeah. to get ahead and that's where it all comes in mm -hmm. and then just reinforce that problem again and again and again um on a, on a personal level if I meet a woman that only hangs out with men, has only male friends, I unfortunately don't trust her. Me too. Really? I don't trust I agree. her. I agree. Why? Don't trust her. Don't trust her. It's just, it's like snake immediately. Uh, she doesn't have any interaction with other women. None yeah, at all. I suppose it is. It's a true. Bit, a it Because that's yeah. difficult. It, yeah. it is hard to, to, yeah. to manage to go through and not even have like one. One. I, it do, yeah. yeah, I agree. It does make me wary. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. No, yeah, true. Yeah. I feel like I agree with everything that you guys have sa have said. Like I do agree about women feeling like they have to compete with one another. Because when I like the job that I do, I go into loads of different schools and stuff. And I remember I have quite like funky dress sense. Not today, but I usually do have <laughs> <laughs> funky dress sense. And when I used to go into work, my mum used to be like, oh, I am all, in black. <laughs> all three of us all in black. We are. I'm the odd one out. Sorry. <laughs> all four of us. Um, so. I feel like when I was going into these schools, my mum was like, oh, maybe you kind of don't want to dress how you usually dress. Maybe you want to tone it down a bit. Mm. And I did as she said, and I went in one day and I just looked casual and I thought, no, I'm going to turn the funk up. So the next day <laughs> I came into school and the reaction from the women mm. were like, 
oh, you have a lot of time in the morning to get like really oh, snaky comments. Oh, yeah. Do you wow. know what I mean? And I didn't get that from the men. I got that mm. from the women. And I just thought, just because I'm fleeky, you're fleeky too. Like, I don't have to tone it down. But yeah. you're right about the competition where they feel a bit threatened. Mm. And that's, that's where bitch That's a bit of an yeah. underlining comment, yeah. isn't yeah. it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's got to do with you what she wears, you know. Yeah. 100%. Or, like, so what if you do have time in the morning? Maybe yeah. you woke up at 5.30 just to get it. your eyebrows yeah. right. Who cares? Yeah, exactly. Exactly. As long as you're there on time. Yeah, exactly. I find it interesting because I've, like, through my life in the kind of formative um, social interactions, I guess, that I would have, I went to an all-girls school for primary and secondary. Um, When I was at uni, I lit on my floor. It was basically all men and and me, pretty much, um, which I did find kind of strange, and I found found it more difficult to kind of deal with the kind of laddie, they were lads, basically. Mm-hmm. Um, but it, but I could deal with it. It was fine. But then I moved into a house and I lived with all girls for two years after that. And I find that a lot of my friends now are pretty much equally balanced. And I work in a workplace which is pretty much all women. And what I find interesting is that the only times really I've, I've had massive problems recently um, I, in my workplace or anywhere... Um, it was with somebody who was not a woman who was who who I had these problems with and who was being incredibly bitchy and and acting a certain way towards me. So for me, I've I don't think I've ever had an experience that I would chalk up to it being a woman being in this certain way. Even if I had people who were nasty at school or anything like that, I would just think that is a nasty person. And yeah. And and mm. I've don't never it had it where gender. I've mm. where people always go, oh, you went to an all girls school. That must have been so bitchy and cliquey and gossipy. And I was like, I mean. I, just as much as any teenage school would yeah, be. Teenagers are well. horrible. Like, yeah. they all are. Um, and yeah. I'm sure everyone will have experiences on both sides of the sexes. Uh, I have never really had an experience of a man being horrible to me in, that, mm. in a work situation. It's always been women. It's always been women. And I think, again, like, like Mona said, there is not necessarily a jealousy. I'm not trying to say, oh, wow, I'm so hot, like, look at me or whatever. But, but there's, <laughs> but there's like, a, I think what happens is when you present yourself in a certain way and you are just uniquely who you are, because, again, society tells women, you can't be this way, you have to be this Good way. In the yeah. box. Yes, yeah. yes. Yeah. So when you come across somebody who is just doing them, you get jealous, you get threatened, mm. you feel a certain way. So yeah, I've only ever had problems with women. Yeah, and I do see that, and I understand there is often a lot of jealousy and competition um, when it comes to other women, and I understand it as well. I mean, you see a lot of women who get to their to- the top of their game and you see them kicking the ladder down. Um, for the people mm, that's that's we're looking at. Margaret, I was literally, <laughs> I'm glad we're on the same wavelength, literally who I had in my mind. Um and, but again, I, I think it's, yeah, I still wouldn't say that that's to do with them in, inherently. And I would agree that it was to do with the socialisation and also just people being comfortable in themselves or not. Um, and it just so happens that women, I would say, have more of a socialisation to, to, to not like themselves as much as they should Um, so they're not as confident and it ends up being taken out on other women whereas actually I think it's a different kind of bitchiness I guess I would say with men with overconfidence I would kind of call that I I find that harder to deal with than just snide comments what about what do you guys think about um, so women we mentioned briefly about when they get to certain levels and some of them feel the need to kick the ladder away or to sometimes even oppress other women from getting up there. Um, what do you think about the statement that 
some women feel the need to act almost masculine, to act macho in a certain way, in particularly in an office setting, you know, the, 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 the almost mm. semi-male power dressing, the mm. kind of lunch with the boys and mm. all the rest of this. They feel as though they have to be almost one of the guys in order to... Mm. Do you think that can sort of encourage the kind of... Well, it's what it sounds like in this in this question. It was like this, some of the other people find me too direct. Yes. But what I find is that interesting a bad thing, is no. I I mean it's not necessarily a bad thing, but at the same time, um, in work, people react differently to different styles of management. I think that is something though to think about. Yeah. Even though if you as a person are direct, if somebody doesn't respond to that, and obviously it's a completely different matter if you're a strong woman and a guy. He's going, oh, I don't want to listen to you because you're yeah. a woman. Like, obviously, <laughs> you know, don't even think about that. But I think often, you know, there are people who, for example, I know that I prefer a soft management style. Um, otherwise, it makes me very anxious and I don't perform particularly well. I like to be um, nurtured a bit more, I guess. Yeah. Um, yeah, and for yeah, me, yeah. somebody Rather being direct, down, yeah. it really does not work for me. And I really, I clam up and I don't perform well. So I think that although it is... If you are direct, that's great. I also think that you do still have to be aware of other people in your space. Yes. Yeah. And not just know your audience, point, as they yeah. say. Exactly. Know your audience because there's no good you being in that certain way and then you're alienating people because you're not going to get the best out of them, are you? Exactly. So let's bring it back to the uh, the original question. What do we think this lady should do in in this scenario, Mona? I think maybe she should try a different approach. Only because, going off your point when um, Cheryl was saying about direct, I think that there's a difference between being direct and a difference between being rude, and people really get that confused. Absolutely. So maybe yeah. maybe her directness needs a bit of a soft touch, I'd say. Yeah. Try a different approach. Mm. Try yeah. and do things. Maybe suggest going out for some after-work drinks. Maybe do it in a social setting, because sometimes people, they don't understand the real you until mm. they see you sometimes outside of the, the mm. work construct so maybe try to engage with them on on that level completely and they might see a different side to you and then they can say oh okay well i understand why she's being like this at at work or Mm. great point yeah a social setting i think is a really good idea i mean um so many relationships can be kind of saved or even you understand someone better when you're just having a chill chat with them and especially at work when you're feeling you want to be professional you're not Mm. able to do that but i also agree with you mona that you've got to have a bit of a um see if you can try a different style if yeah. it isn't working if the directness isn't working um that don't always think that that's not necessarily just because of you and think oh gosh i'm not doing something but you've got to think maybe these people will react differently to something else if they don't react to that either then then there's something wrong and then you can work from there but i think you've just got to try different ways of, of going about things absolutely mm-hmm. agree absolutely agree i mean even just a sense of that I don't know, maybe it's about looking at another colleague or somebody that she she sees has a lot of female friends, somebody Mm. that she knows from around the way and just being like, hey, you know, teach me about girl world. Because girl world and guy world are different. Very different. different. Unfortunately, that is how it is. So maybe she can ask for help. Yeah, basic lack of social skills. Some people really struggle in social situations, you know. Mm. So, Yeah, yeah, it can be that. Right, so winding down anything else to say on this topic ladies any more advice for this woman just don't worry about it as much when it comes to bit i think the more you worry about women being bitchy or women being a certain way the more it's going to be a self-fulfilling prophecy and if you yeah. again it what i said at the beginning when you are 
grown up and led to believe that women are bitchy, women are this, you're going to start thinking it. So I think just get out of your own head. Don't try and think about it so much and just let the people, the women be themselves around you and see how that works. Because they could be horrible. You don't know. (laughs) Yeah, maybe. (laughs) They could be. Yeah, maybe they are horrible. You don't want to hang around with them. Yeah, exactly. They could be, but you don't don't give them a chance. Then you're not being authentic with yourself. Exactly. And maybe tone down the shoulder pads if you're going that way. Yeah. (laughs) I must admit, I'm not a fan. Saint the 80s. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's coming back. I mean, you know. Yeah, no, I'm a fan of shoulder pads. Yeah, me too. I like a shoulder pad. But anyway, that's a, a, a different topic. So, who's next? Who wants to pick out of our magic bowl? I will. I know. Okay. Love those nails, by the way. Thanks, my goodness. <laughs> Mona has some really, like, neon orange talons. Incredible. Very jersey. I did that myself. Okay. <laughs> okay. I've been married for over 20 years. I do everything in my marriage, and to be honest, I feel drained. To the world and people that know us, they think this is a traditional marriage, and he expects me to be the good wife. It's my job to cook, clean, look after the kids, attend parents' evening, sort the bills and everything else under the sun. I've done it all, and I'm officially drained. My daughters are big girls now. One is 20 and the other is 22. Um, They are these beautiful, active, feminist type of women who don't just stand for the BS. I'm inspired by their strength and their self-love. I want to start again, but I feel so old and I don't even know where to begin. My husband doesn't care about me and I I doubt he ever has. Is it too late to become a feminist? Oh, wow, this made me so sad. It's heartbreaking, isn't it? I'm like... It's never too late. It's never too late. I think so many women feel like this. Yeah. So many women. Just kind of stuck in a rut. Mm. And um, you've... No, it's never too late to be a feminist, but not even about being a feminist. It's never too late to stand up on your own two feet. I think, again, a lot of it is a a social construct. We're we're told from a young age that, you know, we find a man to to marry you, to look after you, to even... Even us young feminists. I mean, I think my mum, I would say my mum is is quite a feminist, but even with, with, you know, with that belief, she's still, I know she still worries for me that I haven't met a man and that I've not married. Yeah, say that to me. You know, (laughs) and and you you meet your aunties and your uncles and friends and stuff. Oh, you know, you get get someone to look after you or whatever. Still single. Yeah. Yeah. So it is is put there in you and you do think and you obviously you take on these very traditional roles and stuff. What I think is quite empowering from this is that She's acknowledged and she's noticed that when she's brought her daughters up, Mm. her daughters are very switched on and she sees the things that they will and won't put up with. Again, my mum is the same. She often says, oh, I know you would never have put up with some of the things that we, you know, youngsters used to back in the 70s and things like that. So I think, you know, the answer for her is to to speak with her daughters, really, get her daughters Mm -hmm. to kind of help her if she really feels that she's in a situation where her husband doesn't love or appreciate her her children are grown up now. She, why can't she do something for herself? Yeah. yeah, It could just start, it doesn't have to be something as drastic as, because sometimes we can be very, um, as women sometimes, particularly feminists, we can be like, well, you know, you just put your foot down and you get out of there. It, sometimes it's easier said than done. True. Yeah. So Very I think true. I think it's it's about a process. I th- maybe mm. she takes a class, does something she's yeah. interested in, something that she's always wanted to do, but because she's put her husband and her family first, she's mm. never had the time to do that. When I was Get thinking out, about this, I was thinking mm. like two two uh, kind of ways of going about this, and two 
um, solutions. Mm. One I thought was um, couples counselling, couples therapy, because therapy is the best. Everyone should have therapy in every way because it's the best space to be able to talk it through with a mutual person. So that was one thought that I had. Have a bit of couples therapy if she thinks that there's something there that can be salvaged. Um, But then my other kind of slightly more petty thought was stop doing all the things that you do and watch the house just fall apart (laughs) and see what he does. Because I know I've definitely done that before where I've seen people and I think, gosh, I really do a lot. Um, and and you don't and you just stop doing it and watch them freak out and I know it's a bit petty and I wouldn't um, kind of recommend that but but it makes them realise and appreciate how much you actually do and you go oh yeah the laundry fairy isn't here anymore the washing up fairy isn't here anymore (laughs) what are you going to do about it make your own dinners make your own thing you know I think for what I the difficulty I see in this is that I think a lot about her culture because what I'm hearing about the cooking and the cleaning coming from my background and thinking about my mum, it's like when you have a husband, you are doing the cooking. You are cleaning for your husband. Otherwise, you have no husband. Yeah. I've had a boy before where he expected so much from me. It was in the early days of talking and he was like, when are you going to cook for me? Like, when are you going to make this for me? And I feel like cooking is as something as an affection. You know, you're yeah, showing someone. Yeah. I have to do it, but don't tell yeah, me I have exactly. to do it. Exactly, don't it's demand it from me. Yeah. Exactly, and I had to mm-hmm. tell him, I said, if you carry on, you will end up in McDonald's. That is what I'm saying. <laughs> Don't talk to me. Like, this is what I need to do. Audience members, you know she's serious. <laughs> like, the accent has arrived. I'm, I'm loving it. serious. No, but I really oh understand where this woman has come from because culture is such a big thing. So she must it's be massively. struggling yeah. because this is all that you know. Yeah. This is what your family has taught to just you. Break it's away. the case of the feminine oh, mystique. Absolutely. <laughs> trap, but you don't have the words for it. But, you know, also I think this is a point about a lot of women being afraid to be alone because of these reasons. Yes. So, you know, because they're, yeah, because their culture has told them, yes, you must have a man, you must have someone to look after you. I mean, it doesn't really sound like he's looking after that. Exactly. What's your definition of looking after? Yeah, yeah. yeah. And, you know, I really, I'm a big proponent of the, like, you know, housework is work. And if, you know, you have that divide in a relationship... Mm-hmm. the husband should be giving you like a stipend or something like that like there, there should be a wage for it but that's really? you know yeah but how do we how do we feel about you know women being afraid to be alone kind of in this situation and putting up with so much I just... think that is massively massively one of the reasons the fear fear of being alone two things so I think it's fear of being alone I personally know of people friends and people that I've come across it you know who I know for a fact that they were scared to be alone. And as such, they got into situations and relationships with people that were just toxic Mm -hmm. and it didn't end well. Um, The second thing I think is also you're worrying about, so it kind of ties into the culture, society, how society views you. Because in many ways, it doesn't matter how much you achieve as a woman, Sometimes people always like to bring it back. And it's not just men, women do it, some women do it too. They still like to bring it back to, well, what about husband and children? Absolutely. Classic example, um, about a year ago, I was I was in Guyana visiting my mum for Christmas. And we met up with a, a friend. We bumped into this lady who I'd known growing up across the street, what have you. So she said to my mum, oh, what's Cheryl up to now? And, well, Cheryl's here, ask her. So I'm <laughs> hello. <laughs> so I'm sort of telling her what I'm doing and getting into this presenting stuff and everything, which I've always wanted to do. And, you know, I feel proud of the achievements that I've made to date. And she was listening to everything. I'm like, oh, yeah, that sounds great. Anyway, um, have you got a husband and children yet? Wow. 
and it just made me feel so deflated because then I'm like, oh, well, no, I haven't got that. But mm. do you know what? I'm really happy in, 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 in yeah. I'm happy in my life. Aren't you happy for me that I'm happy and I'm trying to strive for my goals? Why does it always have to come back to, she ain't got a man. Yeah. What's wrong with her? Yeah. Can she I ain't got children. In? You know, yeah. it's... It, mm, just, yeah, I think so. it's... I feel for women, as you... Any part of your life, anyway, not even as you get older, being single isn't seen as a choice. It seems people make out like it's a situation you've happened to find yourself in, like, oh, you haven't got a man. So yeah. <laughs> but when it's a man, it's, it's like, oh, you've got so your many trip. coming out of your way, you haven't picked one yet. Like, who are you going to go for? Uh, and it's you're like, just, just playing the field for a while yeah. to settle down. Yeah, yeah, but it's like, women aren't lonely, you know. If we're single, it's because we've chosen. I've yeah. got a man too, you know. I've got people in my DMs. Yeah. I'm choosing to be Choosing single. not to be with these 100%. people because like, for whatever uh, reason, exactly. I don't want them up under me. Exactly. You can see it Don't feel sorry for us. In the bits of language of of bachelor pad you see but you think of a bachelor pad and you think a nice kind of oh cool gadget suave man in a suit i don't know going about doing things mm-hmm. and then you hear spinster i i don't know i don't know about you guys but i think of a spinster living yeah. in a in a rickety old house on top of a hill with wearing her wedding dress yeah. and and walking through in her cobwebby old house yeah. as cobwebby as her vagina is <laughs> and all of this i'm not saying i think that's right i'm saying yeah. that's what people think, think of. Of. Yeah. whereas a bachelor pad could be a cool guy living in the middle of the city going out for drinks with his yeah. pals like yeah. what yeah. the yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. Come on now. And it's never ever sad if you see a sixty year old bachelor. He is he is like, you know, everyone's like, Yeah, he's knee deep in Poontang. He's yeah. living his life. Yeah. Like No, so many people are like yeah, that. It's, true. True. Yeah. it's actually gross. It's gross. actually <laughs> gross. Like, I've I've heard that statement Poontang. say. Oh. Yeah. Oh yeah. Oh yeah, actually like gross. he's just uh, he's got it going, he's got a car, he's got a bachelor pad, he's fine. He's mm. he's living his life. It's like, okay, well what about women like yeah. my mum is sixty five. She's on her own. She's got guys in her DMs too, oh, trust yeah. me. Yeah. Exactly. It's not when you're in your 60s. And also, what's wrong with cats? I'm just going to put that out. <laughs> Absolutely. Just really quickly, cats. what's 100%. wrong with cats? Men have let me down. Cats will never let me down. Exactly. So, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm sorry. Yeah, exactly. Sounds like a dream to be living in it's a house a of a hill full of cats. You can trust them. I mean, I, I also question with this, with this lady, you know, I mean, not to sound blamey or anything, but I do wonder, you know, what her situation was that maybe she couldn't have left earlier mm. or changed it up. You know, I do, I do wonder about that. And it's... Maybe she felt she couldn't speak out for yeah. why. And yeah. why then? Yeah, why? Why exactly. do you feel you couldn't speak out? She might out? not was have even a... realised mm. that she was doing as much work as she was. And maybe it took her kids growing up and... Because obviously I think a lot, a lot of the time when you've got kids and you're, you're you working, you're doing... On them, yeah, your energy really? is, yeah. is, is elsewhere. And if you are going to all the parents' evenings and when it comes to a bit later in your life when your kids are older and you've got less to do and yet your husband your is still... Mm, elusive. ...making you do all the work for everything else, it just... You probably suddenly realise it clicks. Mm. Yeah, exactly. Um, but this is a good life lesson, I think, because when she asks, is it too late to become a feminist? I think it's never too late to find your voice. And sometimes people don't know how to treat you. It's your duty to show them what you expect from them. So now that you, she seems yes. she sees a problem, she needs to take this lesson and understand, OK, do you know what? Maybe this isn't the end for her marriage, you know, but she needs to let her husband know, the woman you met me as in the beginning and the woman I am today is two very different people. Mm. How you were towards me and the way you treated me, I deserve better. And this mm. is how I want to be treated, A, B, and C. Yeah. Yeah. So that's what you think that she should do. Yeah. 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 If yeah. she wants to work through the marriage, yes. If yeah. she doesn't, then I still think 
that's a life lesson she could take through with her yeah. to any other situation. Yeah. And in which case, anything. yeah, maybe if it takes, a, it might take a process, as I said before, about maybe trying something, getting out there, meeting new people. But I do think if she thinks it can't be salvaged through therapy, through mm. being openly communicating with her husband, then mm -hmm. life is too short. If the last four years have taught me anything, losing so many family members, life is too short mm. to be unhappy. I don't think anybody should settle. And that is probably one of the reasons why I myself, I'll be very open about it, why I am still single at nearly 36. Because it's not that people aren't hitting me up, it's not that people are But do you know what? I don't want to settle. I yeah. agree. And I you don't shouldn't. want to settle. Why should I have to? Mm. Yep. I'm not asking for the world. I haven't got rose-tinted glasses or living in Care Bear land. I know that nobody <laughs> is perfect. Yep. And I know that situations aren't perfect. But mm. I need to find a person that's perfect for me. Yeah. And I can live with their faults and they can live with mine. I won't compromise myself. What do you think she should do, B? I think the saddest part of the, the question was when she said, oh, um, I don't think my husband cares about me and maybe he never did or something along those lines. Yeah. I think that was, for me, the saddest part of it. Because I think that if she has grown up and only now realised, oh, me doing all of this isn't right, I think she also has to acknowledge that maybe he also has only just, maybe, or will only just realise that that isn't right. Because you grow together as a couple and if you have been allowing certain behaviour, the other party is never going to be aware of that behaviour. Yeah, true. Mm -hmm. And I think that's the saddest part of it. So for me, I think couples therapy is the way to go. You should talk through these things and you need to ask your husband if you like... Do, do you still care for me? You need to talk about that sort of stuff because that's kind of wishing and wondering, does he still care about me, et cetera, et cetera. That yeah. is only going to eat away at you and make, make your heart break. And I think yeah. you've got to talk about these things in a good, in a nice space. Um, so I think therapy for me. Healthy I'd environment say. as well to do it with couples a neutral therapy, person there. Couples yeah. therapy, talk it through. Because this sort of thing for me, I think, is salvageable. I think, I mean, obviously I don't mm. know anything more about their relationship. There may be other factors that she hasn't discussed, but if it is simply, if it is a case of her feeling exhausted, that's something you've got to communicate because if you've always done it, you're going to seem like you're functioning and he's going to think that's how you like to do it. You just carry on as normal, yeah. yeah. Absolutely. So you've got to speak it up, you've got to say it, but I think, yeah, it's if it's worth salvaging and if I think couples therapy first and then if, if not, then you've got to be, got to be I, ready I to put yourself, forward, put yourself first. Yeah, no, I agree yeah. on that. And... I would add on to that. If you can, if you can afford to, get a cleaner. <laughs> oh, do you know what? Yeah. Get yes. a cleaner. Yes. It saves. It's got to be done. Use one of your kids. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, if, yeah, if your kids are at home. I'm never at home yeah, on the weekends. I'm seriously considering yeah. getting one. Even no. though I live in a flat, I just think, Absolutely. I haven't got the time to be doing the cleaning. Yeah. I just haven't. Yeah. If one of your kids do at 20, 20 years old, yeah. so yeah. we'll be at home or, or maybe at home in the holidays if they're at uni. Get to clean. Yeah. yeah, exactly, exactly. <laughs> no, seriously, honestly, I have I have a, a friend, pair of friends, and um, they say that having a cleaner has, you know, really just saved their relationship because they don't argue about that stuff, who's doing what don't or whatever. Someone comes in once a week, does everything, that's it. It's worth it, isn't it? Yeah. Well yeah. worth the money. Exactly. Mm. And the other thing I would say is, is talk, speak to your daughters mm. and see what they think about the situation. Yeah. Because... They Obviously, her, yeah, yeah, they've definitely. they've grown up seeing you do everything, and they've maybe seen they, both yeah. sides of the coin. Exactly, exactly, and it may just be that 
you know, sometimes when we don't say something, as B said, when we don't say something, somebody else just thinks, oh, it's okay. She does. She mm. likes doing that. Yeah. She she likes like having all that like control. It. Yeah, absolutely. Oh, some do. Yes, yeah. and that's fine. You know, no, fine for them. Whatever yeah. works for people. Yeah, exactly. It also might be a case that the daughters, if they have a good relationship with their dad. They can say something to him. Exactly. Yeah. If they're old enough now, 20, mm. I have no problem saying things to my dad or to my mum or saying, <laughs> this is how this should be. This is like, you've got to be able to speak. And sometimes actually maybe coming from one of your children, you would recognise it more and hear it and mm. go, oh gosh, if they're, if they're thinking this, yeah. then maybe something is problems. Maybe yeah. something should be changed. Yeah. Hopefully he thinks that and not all, all the women in my family are saying, just like, yeah, just like, to gang up on me. <laughs> yes. you know, I'm an Give old man now. The benefit of the doubt. <laughs> yeah, don't need this stress need kind of thing. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Completely. Exactly. So let's reach back into the pot. Who's next? This is so exciting. It's like bingo, isn't yeah, it? I feel like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Number <Question> 88. <laughs> okay. Um, I would like to proudly consider myself as someone who is pro the equality of women. Is there or should there be a feminist response to infidelity? This is quite similar, actually, I feel, to the question before a little bit. Mm, absolutely, absolutely. I mean... I think about this a lot, um, you know, having friends that have had, you know, problems in their relationships or whatever, a lot of people are getting married, all of this stuff. Um, I think that the feminist response to infidelity is to do the right thing for you. Mm-hmm. Yes. And, and for the women, particularly women, because women judge other women when, this, you know, your partner of what, in whatever respect cheats and she doesn't leave. Yeah. Yes. Because that is like the immediate thing of like, oh, well, leave him, girl. He ain't worth it. It's just like, well, you know, sometimes you've got kids, you've got a mortgage, you've got all of this other stuff, your lives are intertwined. You still love them and you want to try and work it through. And we shouldn't sort of Mm. knock down other women for making that choice to stay. Exactly. When I, you know, hearing that just made me kind of think, ooh, the feminist response is, no, I think you summed that up brilliantly. Mm. It should be whatever works for you. What I would say on that, though, is if the woman does decide to stay, and I've always said this, if you decide to stay in a relationship with somebody that you know has cheated on you, you have to forgive, you have to forgive it and you have to move on. Yeah. It can't be your go-to <coughs> chip whenever he's not done the housework or he's upset you about <laughs> <Yeah>. something. <laughs> Well, five years ago when yeah. you slept with that, you know, da, 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 yeah. you can't do that. If you've made the decision that you are going to move on from it, you both have to have it out, agree to move on and move on. Because putting myself in the opposite situation, if I was with somebody and I had a slip up or something like that happened and he agreed to take me back, I would be like, right, well, we're starting from a clean state here. If yeah. I felt like I was always under a cloud of, well, you did this, you did that when you cheated... It's just not, it's demoralised. You just want to go. Like You may as well, if you can't move on from it, then I think maybe it's best to go your separate ways. Yeah, I think taking on from that point, I do think that if you made the decision to stay, that you should move on from that. But also I think when you're in that situation, you need to grieve because you've just lost something. Definitely, you've exactly. just lost, lost that trust. Lost and you've lost part, that yeah. trust. I think <clears> so <throat> many women are expected to just bounce back. Like, okay, Straight you away. Decision, keep it moving. Like You might leave him and then go back. Yeah. Yeah. You might stay with him and then leave. Like yeah. There's no hand but to your heart's broken. Only you know what's going to work for you. But I feel like you need a good amount of time to say, do you know what? Yeah. I'm not sure where my head is at. I don't know what I'm going to do today. I don't know what I'm going to do tomorrow. If you're going to stick out with me, we need to go through this roller coaster together mm-hmm. and then we will move past See if we can it. Come yeah. I'm not saying like bring it up every 
every single day. But I mean, you have to talk be about allowed it. to yeah, yeah, yeah. be allowed to say, do you know what? 100%. You really hurt me because I've I've seen situations where people have been in this situation and they do stay. But then you hear nothing about it. And I know she's grieving. And I know yeah. it hurts. But she just has this superwoman cape on, like, just I'm going to keep on moving. Yeah, yeah, that's not fair. Talk about it. And then the guy might be like, oh, you're always bringing it up. <laughs> yeah, because you don't understand. Because <laughs> yeah, you're pain. Because you hate it. Yeah. It's like you keep, like, either get over it or less. Don't yeah. give me that ultimatums here. You're yeah. the one in the wrong. Yeah, but, yeah. You need, need to give me time. Exactly. Yeah. 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 yeah, give me time. Yeah. Exactly. Sorry, I agree with that, definitely. I should have elaborated on that. Yeah, 100% agree with that. But I just think once you get to that point where you've agreed that you will move on it's not healthy necessarily yeah. mm. years and years down the line to keep referring to it, mm. it so what then about repeated infidelities what yep. do we think about you know like repeated infl- like one-offs versus mm. get know, gone you're getting smashed <laughs> 100% <laughs> yeah. I think it's a, I still I still agree with you in your first point that it's still for me to do with the person individually because I think it's very easy um we can often sit with a lot of privilege and if you're just dating somebody or if you've got a certain like you can you can just up and leave but you were mentioning about kids and and mortgages and all of that sort of stuff and for a lot of women um when you divorce for the women economically and socially um come off so much worse than men in every single thing, every single aspect, the men will so often not have to have the children. They'll have a job. They'll have more money. They'll often remarry. Um, like the statistics show, but with women, they they are often going to end up harder to find uh, another guy. With children, they're having to find new jobs, but their skills that they've been working on cleaning and stuff uh, isn't valued by society. Mm-hmm. And for them, actually, I would completely say, all right, okay, you can, you can just turn it into a partnership. Okay, we're going to still be together. We're going to do our own things, though. Mm. But you have to do what's right for you. And actually, very often for women, they don't have the privilege to just up and leave no, and, and go... But obviously, it's another thing. I'm going to sound like a broken record, but talk to each other, therapy. Yes. Um, because it's another thing, you, you know, you've got to work through it and decide what's best for you. But, um, I mean, I personally wouldn't stay with one I, or with yeah. multiple. But no, I, I couldn't. Yeah. I couldn't. Because for me... Personally, once the trust is gone, yeah, and I, I don't want to be that woman who's every minute he's going out, let me look at your phone, or he's yeah. che- you're checking mm. your phone, you're hacking into his messages, his emails, any woman comments or likes anything on social media, you're going out. Who wants to live like that? Yeah. And uh-huh. I get you, you may have commitments with them and, and, and even with children and stuff, but I think what we need to be really mindful of here, and again, I've seen this firsthand, we forget sometimes the impact that these these bad toxic relationships have on children so if you're yeah i'm staying for the kids but if you've got that kind of resentment towards that man unless your name is mother Teresa, god rest her soul you're going to (laughs) show some kind of um of of you know, maybe not Anna Mother Teresa. Maybe not Mother Teresa. Yeah. You don't like her? She was problematic. No, she was in a lot oh, of ways. Right. Problematic, <laughs> not fair. Okay, but you know what I mean. Yeah, you know, yeah, you're yeah, going to yeah, show yeah. some kind of um, of negativity towards yeah. the the guy, and then kids and stuff are going to pick up on that energy. Yeah. So yeah, I think again, taken from your point, Cheryl, an African proverb that my mum always says is that you wear your shoe so you know where it burns you, mm. and it's basically relating that to this. It's basically like. 
Only you know how much you can take. Somebody might be able to leave after one time. Somebody mm. might be able to leave after five times. Only you know True. how much burden or how much pain is enough for you to be like, mm. okay, I'm going to leave. Yeah. Do you understand? Because yeah. when you speak to somebody and they allow you into their situation, they allow you into their world, and you hear the reasons as to why you're staying, you're thinking, damn, I didn't yeah. think that deep. Like, I'm not the one who's in it. All the things that you're saying... I didn't see. Yeah. Yeah. So it's, it's easy for me to say, He who lives him. it knows it. It's, yeah. it's, it's difficult. I mean, look at Colleen Rooney. This is a classic example, a high-profile example. Mm. It's been well reported that her husband has cheated numerous times, quite a few times when she's been pregnant as well. And a lot of people reading these stories online and stuff, oh, she should have left him, she should have gone. You know, she may have gone for a little while or taken her ring off to make a statement for a month or two, but it goes back on. And she keeps forgiving him. Mm. So again, it goes back to what you say is... What, whatever the line is for you. Mm. She yeah. must know why she keeps forgiving him. And so. that's why I think exactly. the, the only yeah. feminist response is to put yourself in someone else's shoes and the only feminist response should be giving women the choice. That, for me, is what yeah. feminism is all about. Yes. Choice okay. and about... And I think it, you you can't tell other people how to behave or how to no. say you're not a good feminist because you're not doing this or whatever. Like... I just think that isn't... People do that stuff. They're right, yeah, it's ridiculous. I hate that. It's That's, yeah, yeah. It, mm, that grinds my gears. <laughs> so do you think there's a feminist response to infidelity when it's a woman consistently cheating and a man taking her back? Do you think that there's Ooh. like a, you know, there's a response to that? Like, because, I mean, it's the same, it's pretty much the same deal. Somebody's being taken advantage of. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and that's why I find it interesting when we talk about, yeah, fem a feminist response when you, you, when it's a woman being cheated on. But why, why that there, there is, I mean, I don't have any statistics for this, but I assume that it is a similar number yeah. on either side, yeah. I would assume. Um, and I don't see why it's any different for just, again, people taking people back. That is what the conversation should be mm. about people take, being taken advantage of or people being under a spell or people in certain ways. And I think, again, it's just, it should be about choices. It's about choices. I think, yeah. going off what you said, when um, a woman is cheating, because I was researching this, there were so many words that were popping up as in, like, let's let's get into the psychology of why women cheat like this. <laughs> and it's just like, <laughs> behave, man. Like, you're getting on my nerves. Because, <laughs> just thinking that, like, I'll stop what, what does that mean? It's like, a woman... Uh, I, I don't know, I'm just getting tongue twisted because it's getting me angry because I was just thinking, the way that you put the man and the woman on different levels mm -hmm. is completely yeah. stupid. Yes. It's like, a woman, there has to be more to it. It has So, a woman cheating means more than a man cheating. You have that idea... Oh, he cheated. Oh, well, that's what men do. And but do you know what I mean? That stereotypes. Mm. That needs to or get thrown in the bin. Or what did she do? Yeah. What wasn't she doing? What was she doing? She wasn't giving him what he needed, so exactly. he had to go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. it always tends to go back to the woman. Exactly. Yeah. So if a woman mm. does cheat, I feel like, like you said, B, they need to be a, somebody cheating on somebody, somebody taking back somebody. Take away man and woman. Someone's cheated. Let's handle it exactly the same way we would if it was a man or a woman. Mm. Mm -hmm. yeah. Equality. Yeah. yeah. There you go. <laughs> so it is it's definitely like a, a mysterious thing, though, particularly in terms of infidelity, you know, just in terms of like divorces and things like that. Women who are, you know, not faithful and then, you know, you go to divorce court, whatever, they always come out worse. Even within women getting divorces and coming out worse anyway, they come mm -hmm. out even, even worse. worse. Yeah. Um, and men, oh, yeah, it's like you said. Oh he's, oh, he cheated. You know, that's what men do. They're just yeah. like dogs, you know. They just go around and yeah. shag everything. Maybe you didn't give him enough blowjobs. Yeah, or... that's unfair to men, first of all. <laughs> <laughs> that's 
that's unfair to men to <laughs> no. say that they're just like that. <laughs> yeah. You know, that they just think, you know, I know lots of guys that just aren't like that at all. They're very yeah. sensitive, caring human beings. Exactly. Yeah, you know. Show me them. There are. I'll show you some pictures later, Mona. I got you. I'll be your yentai. It's all right. It's all right. But yeah, you know, it's it's one of those things. I just, it just annoys me so much that this is definitely like, oh yeah, it's always assumed the man is the one cheating and the woman yeah. is the one putting up with it. There is the a fem- put upon. Yes. Yeah. yeah. The no. feminist response to infidelity. End of it. Not male, female. Yeah. Like, I mean, if I was dating a man or a woman, if anyone cheated on me, either or was getting slapped. You take it there, would you? Yeah. You take oh, it there. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. 100%. My hair's in a bun. We're not promoting <laughs> violence in any way, shape, or form. Just a disclaimer. opinions are not their opinions of women of power oh on the conversation God. podcast as a whole. Yeah, just me. I'm just wild on my own. <laughs> no, yeah, well, I mean, this is the other thing as well. It's like, you know, violence in terms of, you know, in this situation, violence, abuse, this kind of like, is consistent cheating a form of abuse? 100%. Yes, I think so. I think 100%. so. 100%. Emotional and physical. Emotional and physical as well, yeah, because yeah, yeah. let's let's keep it real here. Sometimes people are cheating and they're not protecting themselves. They're not Absolutely. having safe sex. So yeah, they're yeah. coming back to you, giving you God knows what. And yeah, yeah and that's I would abuse. Often, I would often even say that very often the abuse is going towards the other person as well. The person who is who they're cheating on you with. Yeah, yeah. Because they are very often being promised, oh, I'll leave, I'll leave my partner yes. for you, or, oh, I love you, all of this sort of stuff. And, and that can be emotional. Or they may not even know about the other, yeah. Yeah, that's another along. form of abuse. So it's abuse on both kind of ends of the spectrum, both yeah. for both parties. What, like, what would you do if your partner was cheating? Like, what you guys personally, what would you do? Um, Ladies personally, sorry. Okay, so for, for me... Um, I think I would struggle because I think that the trust wasn't there. Um, perhaps, perhaps if it was one incident, one depending upon the circumstances and if we could talk through and find out why this happened, is there any way for us to go forward? I think it would really depend on how much, to be honest, how much I loved him yeah. and how much I wanted the relationship to work. Mm. If it was somebody that I was kind of casually seeing or whatever and we just got into a relationship, it was in the early stages, then I think I'd probably cut my losses personally and, mm. and go. Um, if it was a husband, somebody I'd been with for a number of years and I've got children, um, there was a slip up, um, I don't always I think it was Priscilla that said this a while back actually about um, sometimes it's not always about you it's not always about that person why they've cheated it could be any other reason they could be going through something a midlife it could be so many different reasons so I think before I put the gavel down I need to know why this happened you know and and can we move forward and I think if if we can move forward then yes, I would I would be inclined to try and make it work. But mm. I don't believe in the you stay for because of the kids, regardless if mm. it's going on continuously. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because I, I have seen how how toxic behaviour and hostility in a household can destroy young children or, yeah. or can greatly affect them at least. Yeah. I agree. So yeah, that's kind of where I stand on that. I agree. Mm. I just think you know you've got to put you've got to think about other people as well yeah. when there's other people in the equation. I think for me, I. I wouldn't even know how to answer that question if I'm 100% honest with you. I would genuinely have to cross that bridge when I get to it. But I know what I wouldn't do is I wouldn't come for the other woman. Because no way. The one thing that I hate is when, because you love that man, Mm. your love kind of blinds you and then you go straight for the woman. Do you know what? I'm going to go as far as to say, even if that woman knew that my partner was in a relationship, Mm -hmm. you don't owe me 
nothing. She has no loyalties. You to have exactly. no loyalties to me, no. so I'm not coming for you. I'm coming for the bozo that laid the man that went with you. He was had loyalties to me. Exactly. Yeah. I feel like too exactly. many people yeah. take the wrong angle and they Definitely. they go all around the houses, but you don't come to the actual root of the problem. Like, so unless even they're if I your friend, yeah, yes. yeah, exactly. Oh, yeah, yeah. No, but but, yeah. but you exactly. they have no loyalties. People to you come out for the other woman so hard, and then they forget. But the man is the one who broke the trust. He is the one that you should channel that energy into. Even if I don't know what I'm gonna do with him I know for sure <laughs> what you're going to do with my beef is with her. Most with her I love her she might not even know yes many thing. times she doesn't she many times she doesn't people yeah. are very good at living living double lives yeah. absolutely all, all she knows and she uh, very often you can be clouded if you or really like somebody that they're separated and they're just like, waiting for the divorce yeah. or he's leaving <laughs> but he's only staying because the kids live there and all kinds of stupid just excuses I think just yeah. like how women um, or people can stay in a relationship because they're clouded by love and they want to stay. Equally, if you are the other woman or the other person, you can also be cl- like clouded by love. Yeah. And yeah, and it, you can't. You shouldn't have to be. You should. Yeah. You shouldn't be held accountable. For, well, held accountable, but not in that way. And I think I completely agree with you, Mena. You can't come for the other woman or the other person. Yeah. It's not fair in the slightest because they are being just as exploited. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. So I know exactly what my response would be to infidelity because it's happened to me once or twice. Once when I was around 16 or 17, and this is quite an interesting situation. So I was friends with this woman and um, my boyfriend, I and this woman, we all used to go to this one pub every Friday night. All of our friends went there, blah, 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 blah. You know, some days I didn't go. She and him were friends as well. It was fine. They used to hang out. I didn't have a problem with it because I do get jealous, as I, you know, most people do. But I wasn't, you know, she had a boyfriend, their friends. I have male friends that I hang out with. It's all good. Then I found out a good friend told me that they were seen canoodling in the pub. And this is a pub that we all go to. Dun, dun, dun. Dun. And at 17, this is like massive drama. Oh, that's yeah. big. Yeah, big deal. drama. <laughs> and, um, you know, like I, I confronted them both about it and I said, what's what's the deal here? What's going on? Yeah. And he was just like, well, yeah, you know, it happened. Because at that time, we were not having sex because I was a virgin. I wanted to wait. So he got it from somewhere else. Okay, cool. <laughs> um, and, you know, I asked her about it and I said we're friends I don't really understand this I mean you know him is one thing him betraying me is one thing but you betraying me is is a totally separate for me issue the fact that you guys did did this together is is, but I don't understand you know I've been kind to you we've been friends you know all of this stuff I felt really betrayed by her but I didn't go for either of them in that sense of like fighting in a pub or whatever I was just like cut you both out Yeah. yeah Kind of come out of my life. I don't want to yeah, know you. Yeah. Don't even waste your energy. Yeah. You yeah. can't trust them going forward. Yeah. And yeah. if that's something that is important to you, trust then. Exactly. Although I am, I have since forgiven him because this was like I don't know, like ten years ago. Yeah, now. when you're seventeen. Oh, but I haven't. I haven't seen her <laughs> since then. Um, but I still, I still think about her sometimes, and I think you know, I wonder what was going on in her life to make her do that I think that that was going to be yeah. in any way shape mm. or form a good idea exactly as a little quick quick side note on that um I think it, particularly if you're just getting into a relationship with somebody I'm very much I'm quite liberal and I'm very much of the view that as long as every both parties know where we stand if we've got a semi-open relationship or whatever we're doing whatever works for you just make sure the other person knows that. You can't be going into a relationship knowing to yourself that this is kind of a, 
um, it's an open relationship. I will see other people, but I'm pretty much with this person. Yeah, and then fine. that person's thinking you're solely committed to them. Mm, yeah, that's not right. Yeah. I think just let people know the deal, and then they can say yay or nay, and kind of take it from there. Really, absolutely. Mm. This, I mean, well, you know, in terms of infidelity, I think that this happens a lot where people don't know about alternative lifestyles. They don't really recognise that they're actually polyamorous yeah, or want want to be in a yeah want to be in a non-monogamous relationship, and then they continuously get into monogamous relationships and it just doesn't work because they're not built that way to be with one person, person. exclusively. Mm-hmm. So I think we have to... And that's something people are getting more confident about talking yeah, about exactly, now. Yeah, exactly, exactly. I've talk had a few people have that conversation with me and um, I've kind of gone, really? And they're like, yeah, you know, I'm, we're not purely exclusive. Yeah. And I must admit, at first when I heard that, I did think, Ooh, oh, I don't know about that. Ooh, ooh. <laughs> it's not what I'm used to. I don't. I'm, did I'm you not feel sure judgmental about it? About it? Was I did. It? Yeah. I'll be honest okay, with you. Well. I was a bit judgmental, and I kind of gave him a little side eye, like, why, why? Why is there other people involved in this? But again, then I kind of took a step back and thought, actually, if that works for them, and mm. both of them are aware that that's what they're doing, then what's the problem? Yeah. Exactly. Everyone's protected. Yeah. If yeah. they're being true. Yeah. yeah. It, it, it wouldn't work for me, yeah, yeah, but yeah. if it works for other people, then that that situation's great because then you're not cheating. Yes. Yeah. Exactly. With somebody yeah. else. Although you, you can cheat. Mm-hmm. Can you, you cheat, can in, cheat in a polyamorous relationship? Oh yeah, oh, because oh, it's completely. not discussed. Right. If you're not, if you're so not if you being don't open, tell yeah, the person, you're blinking. And also, all Say polyamorous what? relationships have rules. You yeah. have boundaries, and if you go outside those boundaries, that's cheating. Mm-hmm. So right. some people have, oh, you can sleep with whoever, it doesn't matter. Some people have, we have to know. Some people have, we all have to be involved in the, the encounter. Some people like, no friends, no this. Yeah. You know. Yeah, I think if I was going to do that, friends would just have to be off limits. That's really... Oh, that's creepy. Off yeah. limits. I mean, off I like sharing as it is anyway, but that would 100% have to be off limits because that's just another breeding ground. I don't have time for that. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, it's like, boy, I don't even share dessert. I'm not going to share this. I know, exactly. And then you share food? A whole other kettle of fish. Would he tell you if he did? Play a shag in the background. It wasn't me. I don't have time for that. No. Okay, so... I think we've, <laughs> we've, we've turned the a corner on that one. So, conversation podcast listeners, I really have to apologise for that spot of noise that we had <laughs> earlier. Um, Smith and City Council have decided to clean the street right outside where we're, where we're recording. So. It's a bunch of menonists. Yeah, having a, they're doing a doing a protest. Yes, yeah, they're throwing male tears at our um, our booth right now. <laughs> trying to get us to stop but we won't stop we never will <laughs> we won't stop so everyone final thoughts on this format on our day together i really enjoy this format i think it's great it's nice that you're not necessarily you don't necessarily know which topic you're going to pull out mm-hmm. um and yeah it's, it's it's lovely as always to chat with you ladies to get different perspectives on things some of the conversations and uh, points that were raised today, I wouldn't have necessarily have thought of them in these particular circumstances. So I always think it's good to talk. Mm. And I've really enjoyed it this afternoon. Completely. Yeah. Thank you. Look forward um, to the next one. Yeah, I've really enjoyed myself again. I like all the topics that we've discussed. I think loads of them have hit home because I feel like loads of the scenarios we discussed, we all have either been in that situation or we know somebody who's been in that situation. So it's good to talk. I love to talk, it's all I do. Love to talk with <laughs> a few cows. So yeah, I've had fun. Enjoyed today. Yeah, totally. I think it's really nice. We've all got such different kind of opinions and different viewpoints and standpoints. And that's what's so nice about having a chat with different people is you can, everyone's going to have a different worldview. 
about different things. Yeah. And, and you, you can, can talk about it in a good environment yeah. where you don't have to be hostile. Like sometimes online, people can get quite aggressive and what online quite really? abusive. Yeah. <laughs> you people don't listen to your opinion. No, no, I don't think we've gone on the same <laughs> site. Never happened. Absolutely does it? not. Everyone's respectful. I don't me. know yeah, why. I click on yeah. the comic section, especially on Facebook. I mean, Facebook. Everyone's so <laughs> gentle. Oh, Twitter too. Yeah, Twitter. Yeah, they're lovely. Got love comments. I mean, I just I only have to reiterate. I think it's you know I think it's really important that we as women discuss these kinds of topics and we really bed into it um, and we we think outside the box and we get as many perspectives of, as possible so that we stop being judgmental Completely. And, yeah, and start and talking I think it's, more. it's also interesting because fa- feminism I think a lot of people forget that there are so many different branches in feminism feminists don't agree it's not a bad thing because feminism is such a wide ideology that there are going to be different kinds of feminists mm-hmm. different opinions like there are so many different from radical to lib like that it, it's it's ridiculous how many, and we we can only discuss these things and hear different viewpoints of feminism. It's the only way that feminism can ever become mainstream is by people learning the different kinds and hearing what people think about different things. So, yeah, very important. Definitely. And on that note, ladies and germs. <laughs> <laughs> you never heard ladies and germs? No. <laughs> ladies and germs? <laughs> I like it. It's an old Cockney thing on that note, ladies and germs. We will say goodbye. Bye. 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 See you next time.